Hello, we love words. Written, spoken, hinted, shouted, gentle, outrageous, and always enlightening. Intriguing. But there again, we are library staff. You'd expect nothing less. So tune into Library Words for interviews, memories, business tips, stories, and more. We'll talk to authors, poets, and local people, always keeping you usefully entertained. From September 26th through to October 2nd is Banned Books Week 2021, and the theme this year is Books Unite Us, Censorship Divides Us. In this edition of Library Words, we hear from Lewisham staff members who have picked a few of their favourite banned books and books that they think unite us. Welcome to Library Words. Banned Book, Fahrenheit 451, by Ray Bradbury, first published in 1953. This book was variously banned, censored or redacted by schools and libraries for obscenities and for burning of the Bible. It's a little bit ironic, really, given that one of the themes of the book is state censorship. It was a pleasure to burn. It was a special pleasure to see things eaten, to see things blackened and changed with the brass nozzle in his fists, with this great python spitting its venomous kerosene upon the world, the blood pounded in his head, and his hands were the hands of some amazing conductor, playing all the symphonies of blazing and burning to bring down the tatters and charcoal ruins of history. Brave New World is a 1932 science fiction novel by Aldous Huxley. It has frequently been banned due to insensitivity, offensive language, nudity, racism, conflict with a religious viewpoint, and being sexually explicit. My dear young friend, said Mustafa Mond, civilization has absolutely no need of nobility or heroism. These things are symptoms of political inefficiency. In a properly organized society like ours, nobody has any opportunities for being noble or heroic. Conditions have got to be thoroughly unstable before the occasion can arise. Where there are wars, where there are divided alliances, where there are temptations to be resisted, objects of love to be fought for or defended, then obviously nobility and heroism have some sense. But there aren't any wars nowadays. The greatest care is taken to prevent you from loving anyone too much. There's no such thing as a divided alliance. You're so conditioned that you can't help doing what you ought to do. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, written by Lewis Carroll, published in 1865, banned in China in the 1930s because it gave animals human voices, also banned in the US in the 1960s because of its links to drug usage. Did you say pig or fig, said the cat. I said pig, replied Alice, and I wish you wouldn't keep appearing and vanishing so suddenly. You make one quite giddy. All right, said the cat, and this time it vanished quite slowly, beginning with the end of the tail and ending with the grin, which reminds some time after the rest of it gone. Well, I've often seen a cat without a grin, thought Alice, but a grin without a cat is the most curious thing I ever saw in all my life. Published in 1969, Slaughterhouse-Five is Kurt Vonnegut's time-travelling science fiction anti-war novel that follows Billy Pilgrim throughout time where he meets aliens and even fights in the Second World War. A few years after publication, however, the book was challenged and banned and often burned throughout the United States 
such as Levittown, New York in 1975, North Jackson, Ohio in 1979, and Lakeland, Florida in 1982. He was banned for explicit sexual scenes, violence, and obscene language. He was even challenged as recently as 2007 in a school district in Howell, Michigan for apparently strong sexual content. A lot of people were being wounded or killed, so it goes. Then the shelling stopped, and a hidden German with a loudspeaker told the Americans to put their weapons down and come out of the woods with their hands on top of their heads, or the shelling would start again. It wouldn't stop until everybody in there was dead. So the Americans put their weapons down, and they came out of the woods with their hands on top of their heads, because they wanted to go on living if they possibly could. In the 1970s, the bell jar by Sylvia Plath was suppressed, not only for its profanity and sexuality, but for its overt rejection of the woman's role as wife and mother. And for these reasons, the book was deemed unsuitable for high school students in Indiana. The same thing happened over and over. I'd catch sight of some flawless man off in the distance, but as soon as he moved closer, I immediately saw he wouldn't do at all. That's one of the reasons I never wanted to get married. The last thing I wanted was infinite security and to be the place an arrow shoots off from. I wanted change and excitement and to shoot off in all directions myself, like the coloured arrows from a 4th of July rocket. 1984 is a 1945 novel by George Orwell. It was strictly banned in the USSR for its anti-communist views and in the United States for its pro-communist views. To know and not to know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies, to hold simultaneously two opinions which cancelled out, knowing them to be contradictory and believing in both of them, to use logic against logic, to repudiate morality while laying claim to it, to believe that democracy was impossible and that the party was the guardian of democracy, to forget whatever it was necessary to forget, then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed, and then promptly to forget it again. And above all, to apply the same process to the process itself. That was the ultimate subtlety, consciously to induce unconsciousness, and then once again, to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed. Even to understand the word doublethink, it involved the use of doublethink. Anthony Burgess's 1962 novel, A Clockwork Orange, follows teenager Alex and his gang, or as he calls them, droogs, throughout a world that has become desensitised to violence. In the book, we follow Alex and his friends as they commit all number of horrible crimes, that is, until Alex is finally captured and he is put through an experimental procedure that aims to cure him of his violent ways. A Clockwork Orange faced multiple book bannings due to the sexual violence depicted in it. In 1973, a bookseller in Utah was arrested for selling the book along with two other obscene books. Initially, they faced a fine, but the charges were dropped, but they still had to close their store and move to another city. The novel was also banned in 1976 in Aurora, Colorado, in 1977 in Westport, Connecticut, and in 1982 in Anniston, Alabama. As recently as 2019, members of the Florida Citizens Alliance have tried to ban this book along with hundreds of others. It's worth noting, however, that all of these bans only came about after the release of Stanley Kubrick's movie in 1971, which he himself banned in 1973, 
due to a number of crimes which were supposedly inspired by the movie. The Luna was well up now, and we could video this cottage fine and clear as I eased up and put the brake on, the other three giggling like the zoomy, and we could video the name on the gate of this cottage fetch was Home, a gloomy sort of name. I got out of the auto, ordering my droops to shush their giggles and act like serious, and I opened this Malenki gate and walked up to the front door. I knocked nice and gentle, but nobody came, so I knocked a bit more, and this time I could slushy someone coming, then a bolt drawn, then the door inched open an inch or so, and then I could video this one glass looking out at me, and the door was on a chain. Yes, who is it? It was a sharp gloss, a youngish Devochka by her name, so I said in a very refined manner of speech, a real gentleman's gloss. Pardon, madam, most sorry to disturb you, but my friend and me were out for a walk, and my friend has taken bad all of a sudden with a very troublesome term, and he is out there on the road, dead out and groaning. Would you have the goodness to let me use your telephone to telephone for an ambulance? Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo is the book to unite us, women in Britain anyway. I was captivated by the different life stories that intertwine, and it was an insight into the lives and homes of my black neighbours in London. It's set in a world we lost last year, but we're discovering again, a world of theatres, coffee shops, hairdressers, bars and shops. And it's about friendship, relationships between women. It's political, contentious, realistic and tender. We should celebrate that many more women are reconfiguring feminism and that grassroots activism is spreading like wildfire. And millions of women are waking up to the possibility of taking ownership of our world as fully entitled human beings. How can we argue with that? Books that unite us. Neverwhere is a 1992 urban fantasy novel by Neil Gaiman. I feel it's a book that unites us because it doesn't matter how strange you are or where you come from, once you live in London, you're a Londoner. Door scratched her nose. There are little bubbles of old time in London where things and places stay the same, like bubbles and amber, she explained. There's a lot of time in London and it has to go somewhere. It doesn't all get used up at once. I may still be hungover, sighed Richard. That almost made sense. Books That Unite Us, The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes, first published in 2019. This is a fictional tale of the Pack Horse Library Project, which delivered books on horseback to people who lived in the Appalachian Mountains between 1935 and 1943. The reason I think it unites us is because it enabled everybody to enjoy a love of books, which I think is very important. And there they were, four books in a neat pile by the post just where Marjorie had told Jim Horner to leave them if he decided he didn't want books in his house after all. She pulled Spirit up and climbed off, one eye warily on the window, remembering the bullet-sized hole in Marjorie's hat. The books appeared untouched. She picked them up under one arm, packed them carefully in her saddlebags, then checked the mare's girth. She had one foot in the stirrup, her heart beating uncomfortably fast, when she heard the man's voice echo out across the hollow. Hey! She stopped. Hey, you! Alice closed her eyes. 
You, that library girl, stopped here before. I wasn't bothering you, Mr. Horner, she called. I just, I, I, I just came to pick up the books. I'll be gone before you know it. Nobody else will come by. You was lying. What? Alice took her foot out of the stirrup and spun round. You said you was going to bring us some more. Alice blinked. He wasn't smiling, but he wasn't holding a gun either. He stood in the doorway, his hands loosely by his sides, and lifted one to point at the gatepost. You want more books? I said so, didn't I? Oh, goodness, of course. Oh, no, um, nerves made her clumsy. She fumbled in the bag, pulling and rejecting what came to hand. Yes, well, well, I brought some Mark Twain and a book of recipes. Oh, oh, and this magazine has some canning tips. You're all canning, weren't you? I can leave that if you like. I want a speller, he pointed loosely, as if that might summon it. For the girls, I want one of them with just words and pictures each page. Nothing fancy. I think I have something like that. Books that unite us. I've picked J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, which I believe unites us because it's about how people from different worlds can come together and achieve great things. Gandalf, dwarves and Mr. Baggins, we are met together in the house of our friend and fellow conspirator, this most excellent, audacious hobbit. May the hair on his toes never fall out. All praise to his wine and ale. He paused for a breath and for a polite remark from the Hobbit. But the compliments were quite lost on poor Bilbo Baggins, who was wagging his mouth in protest at being called audacious and, worst of all, fellow conspirator. Though no noise came out, he was so flummoxed. Under the Same Sky is a 2017 children's picture book by Britta Teckentrump. This book shows animals across the world all looking up at the exact same sky that we do. We live under the same sky, in lands near and far. We live under the same sky, wherever we are. We feel the same love in the cold ice and snow. We feel the same love where soft meadows grow. We play the same games where the hills touch the sky. We play the same games where the grass grows so high. For more information on Band Books Week, visit www.bandbooksweek.org. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram and Facebook pages, where we'll have more Band Books Week content. Thanks for listening, and catch us again for more library words. Remember to subscribe to never miss an episode, and links to all of our social media can be found on the podcast summary.